Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, your in-house constitutional attorney. And as I promised on social media, so if you're following us on Instagram, if you're following us on Truth Social, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn, I promised you that I was going to show you how the states have the authority to step in and protect the people when the IRS gets out of control. And I want to mention to you sort of as a foreshadowing for you that this is going to be a little bit of a series here. We, I'm going to come back in our next episode and explain to you how the states can step in and secure the borders. And I just want to tell you that I, thank you. I just want to tell you that I'm bringing this information to you because if, again, if you're following me on social media, you know that I got a little bit frustrated this week by conservative news networks, conservative figures, conservative uh, people who talk about conservative issues. And I got frustrated because for some reason, the conservative news outlets, I don't know, guys, I'm just totally without answer, do not actually find people who actually know what they're talking about, about the Constitution. I don't know what, how they, how their people who do their booking, how their programmers work, but hey, we want to talk about the Constitution and the state's authority. Let's go grab this guy who's been on our show 400 times. Oh, who cares? He doesn't really know what the state's rights are. He don't. He doesn't actually know about the Constitution. He's conservative and he's talked on here before. Let's ask him these important questions about the Constitution. I don't know how that works, but that's the way it works. And my head sort of exploded and I thought, you know what? We need to do a teaching series here on the show to help people understand there are people available. Look, I know over a half a dozen people that Newsmax, OAN, Fox News could call right now and they would come in and give a really reasonable, educated solution about things about like the IRS out of control, like the border situation. And I don't really know why they don't. So I'm going to give this to you. You can share it around and you can help us teach where the other people maybe aren't so much, right? I want to make sure that you understand that at libertyfirstsociety.com, you can get to libertyfirstsociety.com by going to chrisannhall.com. And you can get to libertyfirstsociety.com by going to libertyfirstsociety.com. We have in-depth training to help you be the expert. Now, you don't have to be a law professor. As a matter of fact, it's better off if you're not. We're going to talk about one of those law professors today. And we're going to show you how it really, really works. So I have this really cool new platform that's an interactive board that lets me explain to you and show you how this works. Now, as a reminder, this is the Instagram that I put up uh, earlier this week. IRS halts controversial new rule requiring reporting of $600 payments. 
And then I posted the fact that the IRS is allowed to randomly add and subtract rules at whim proves that our federal government is lawless. It is arbitrary. It is lawless. There is no oversight happening. It is not being, there's no oversight by the executive branch. There's no oversight by Congress. There's no oversight by the judicial branch. So where does the oversight have to come from? Well, good news is you don't have to challenge the IRS all by yourself. Good news is our constitutional republic is set up so that the federal government is not the only check and balance that's available to you. We have a more powerful check and balance on the outside through the state governments. And I want to show you how this is supposed to work. Now, if you go here, I'm going to show you Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. Now, as our Constitution was drafted and ratified, the states were absolutely established to be a check and balance on the size and spending of the federal government. This is just a little bit of insight. I actually have at chrisannhall.com, I actually have an entire article, um, Taxation, Direct Taxation Part 2, which teaches how the states were established to be a check and balance on the size and spending of the federal government. Now, we've really, out of ignorance and negligence, have removed that most powerful and the most powerful check and balance on the size and operation of the federal government through allowing the ratification of income tax. The federal government was never designed and never ever supposed to have the ability to stick their hand into our pockets. I'm, I'm sure if I'm my pocket here, stick our hands into our pockets and take our money. Okay. So we have made an obstacle for ourselves by submitting to the income tax established in part by the 16th Amendment. Now, there's lots of arguments about the 16th Amendment and the, about the proper income tax format. That's not the show for today. I'll let you go see those expert guys who can teach you about that. I want to teach you today how the states can step in and protect you when the IRS is arbitrary, lawless, and is completely out of control. And I've already shown you that. The fact that they can add and remove at whim rules and regs shows they're arbitrary, lawless, and out of control. Our solution is not that we have to go to jail. Our solution is not that we quit paying our taxes and go to jail. Our solution has to come through the design of our constitutional republic, the most powerful check and balance, the state governments. Now, let me show you how this is supposed to work. Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3 says the representatives and direct taxes, oops, sorry, and direct taxes shall be apportioned. I don't know why it's not drawing, but we'll see. Oh, we got to go over here, right? Okay. All right. Direct taxes 
shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union according to their respective numbers. The, the actual enumeration, the actual numbers of people shall be made within three years after the first meeting of Congress and within every subsequent term of 10 years in such manner as they shall by law direct. Now, this is the census, okay? They're talking about the census. Will that work? Probably not. They're talking about the census. The purpose of the census is to, number one, figure out how many house reps are necessary for each state by population. Then secondary and equal to how much of the percentage of the federal spending cost is to be paid by the state. So when you get the total population of the state by the census, then that state's population dictates the percentage of the, the amount of federal spending that state has to meet. Now, how is that a check and balance? Well, James Madison calls it a power over the purse. He says in Federalist 58, this power over the purse may in fact be regarded as the most complete and effectual weapon which any constitution can arm the immediate representatives of the people for obtaining redress of grievances and for carrying into effect every just and salutary measure. Finally, reducing as far as it seems to have wished all the overgrown prerogatives of the other branches of the government. You see, the House of Representatives alone, and if you go to libertyfirstsociety.com and you take the class that I have for you on the budget, you will see that the House of Representatives alone is in control of the spending of the government. Okay, so the power of the purse is left in the hands of the House alone on the federal side. But when you understand that the states have the final say in how much money is sent to the federal government, you see the external check and balance. And as Madison says, the power of the purse is the most effectual way to control the overgrowth and overgrowth of power of the federal government. Now, how does this work? Madison explains to us in his Virginia port, consequently, the ultimate right of the states to judge whether the Constitution has been dangerously violated must extend to violations by one delegated authority as well as by another. The states are to judge whether the judiciary has violated the Constitution, whether the executive has violated the Constitution, or the legislature has violated the Constitution. This is an external check 
on the feds. Why? Because the states created the federal government. The states created the federal government. Therefore, the states are the ultimate checks and balance on their creation. They have the authority to be the ultimate judge of whether the judiciary, the executive, or the legislature has violated the Constitution. Now watch. This is Thomas Jefferson. I'm just trying to give you an understanding from the only perspective that matters when we're trying to understand the proper role of the federal government and the proper operation of the federal government as the Constitution is their binding, okay? When all government, domestic and foreign, and as little as great things shall be drawn to Washington as the center of all power, it will render powerless the checks provided, check this out, of one government on another. He did not say one branch on another. He did not say one department on another. He said one government on another. You see, the states are supposed to be the ultimate check and balance on the federal government. He goes on to say, if the states, referring back here, if the states look with apathy on this silent descent of their government into the gulf which is to swallow all, we have only to weep over the human character formed uncontrollable but by a rod of iron. I want you to see, not by my opinion, not by Supreme Court musing, but by the people who actually wrote, ratified, and influenced the writing of the Constitution that the states are the check and balance when the federal government is out of control. Here's James Madison speaking on the 8th of June of 1789 to the House of Representatives. The state legislatures will jealously and closely watch the operations of this government. He's speaking to the House of Representatives. This government means the federal government. He says, and be able to resist with more effect every assumption of power than any other power on earth can do. The greatest opponents to a federal government are the state legislators to be the sure guardians of the people's liberty. The state governments are the sure guardians of the people's liberty by being an opponent to the exercise of federal power. What is the best way to be an opponent to the exercise of federal power? It is the power of the purse to limit the amount of money the federal government has to spend and to oppose unconstitutional spending. Well, how do you oppose unconstitutional spending when you do not have control over the spending? When the IRS is already funded by Congress, 
when the states are no longer in charge of how much money the federal government is supposed to have. You see, through the apportionment standard established when the Constitution was ratified, the states would say, oh, wait, that IRS is acting arbitrarily. It's acting unconstitutionally. It's acting lawlessly. So we, the states, we're not going to fund that. We're not going to pay that portion of your bills. So we're not sending you money for an IRS that's out of control. If you want to fund your IRS, then guess what? You're going to have to get them back under control. But for now, we're not funding that. But you see, through miseducation, through disinformation, through government bad education, the American people were deceived into believing that the government would not have appropriate funding, they would not have adequate funding without putting their hands in your pockets. Well, of course not. You know why? Because the states were exercising a check and balance to limit federal government power. Why did they want to instill the income tax so they could stick their hands into your pockets? So they could circumvent the most powerful check and balance on the size and power of government, the states. And by putting their hand into your pocket to take your money through income tax, they knew they could have a continual stream of money coming into the federal government because you see they couldn't threaten to put the states in jail if the states didn't want to fund their every whim and fancy but you can attack the individuals and keep the stream flowing this is why it is the absolute duty of the states to guard the liberty of the people as madison said to be a limit on the growth of power of the federal government by stepping in and telling the federal government, you cannot have access to our people anymore. We're not going to allow you to impose this on our people. We're not going to allow you to take their money. We're going to step in and we're going to be not only the guardians of the people's liberty, we're going to be the guardians of the Constitution, which is our creation. So how does this work, right? Well, there are several things that need to happen, okay? Several things. First, you need education. We need to educate the people on the proper role of government. The proper role of government is not subsidizing your life or your lifestyle. The proper role of government is not the creation of jobs or to give you a place to live or money to eat with if you don't have a job. That is not the proper role of the federal government. James Madison explained in Federalist 45, the proper role of the federal government is foreign affairs. War, peace, negotiation, 
and foreign commerce. Everything domestic, he says in Federalist 45, the lives, the liberties, the properties of the people, the internal order, improvement, and prosperity of the state is reserved to the states. If we really understand the proper role of the federal government, the proper authority and power of the states, then we will limit the size of the federal government. If you limit the size of the federal government, you won't need a Department of Education, you won't have an ATF, you won't have an FBI, you won't have a uh, Environmental Protection Agency at the federal level, you won't have a USDA or an FDA. All of those things will happen at the state level as the body of the people find them necessary. Now, people freak out, what, Chrisanne? How will we run our schools without a Department of Education? The same way we ran our schools before the Department of Education, much, much better. You see, it costs, I challenge, if you are a state legislator, if you are an accountant for a government, I challenge you today, run the numbers. I know I'm right. I challenge you today, do an audit and find out that it costs you more to take federal money than it does to refuse it. For every dollar that you take from the federal government comes red tape, comes regulations, comes offices that you have to create, employees that you have to hire, all this extra stuff that you have to do just to maintain that money. You pay more to receive money from the federal government than, than you actually get. I guarantee you that's fine. I issue that challenge today, today. So we need education. Then we need governors and state governments to, to take a stand. That's what it looks like, fake a stand. There you go. Isn't that cool? To take a stand. Once you get educated, then our governors have to get up and say, look, um, we're not going to do this. Our attorneys general, okay? The attorneys general file suit AGs. File a lawsuit against the IRS on behalf of your people. File a lawsuit against the IRS on behalf of your people for arbitrary, lawless, unconstitutional regulations. Do it. That's a check and balance. Maybe the courts won't go along with you. But guess what? Filing the lawsuit will bring education to the people. Now, the right now practical way to guard and secure the people from IRS intrusion is this very important part called state banks. Now be very, very careful when you do your research about state banks because there's a lot of propaganda out there about and against state banks because state banks are a great threat 
on the Federal Reserve, on the big banksters, and on the federal government's ability to steal money from the people. You will look up state banks and there'll be all this propaganda about state banks are a socialist establishment. They're a communist establishment. Excuse me, a state bank is no more a socialist institution than your public school system. A state bank is no more a socialist system than your public school system. They are no more a socialist system than any other state-run program. Why do the state banks get such a bad rap? Because they're a threat to the power over the people. If you have a state bank, they run like credit unions. They are not bound by the FDIC. They are not bound by the Federal Reserve. The state of North Dakota already has a state bank. North Dakota has been trying to teach other states to join the state bank movement as soon as they started teaching that, that all the propaganda came up, communist, socialist, whatever, right? Do you want government school? Do you want government programs to help the people? Do you want government at the state level with any kind of roads or fire department or police department, a bank is no more socialist than those things. So guess what? The state bank is a guardian of the property of the people against a federal overreaching power into the finances of the people. The state bank not being bound by all of these other agencies can say to the IRS, no, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you access to our people's accounts to garnish their wages. No, I'm sorry, FBI, I'm not going to let you seize their assets. No, I'm sorry, federal government, I'm not going to allow you to freeze their accounts. We believe in the state of Florida. We believe in due process. We believe that the federal government can engage in the taking of people's property without a jury trial without the right to due process. So you want to have a trial before you take their money? Then we'll we'll be okay with that. You can come here into our state. You can have a trial right here in Florida. And then we will work it out in the judicial system. But this is the way a now solution that we can get our federal government back into its limit defined box. And it has to begin as it was always designed to begin with the states. Now, what I have just taught you is available at my, uh, in my book, Sovereign Duty. You know what? I don't think this website works anymore. I really don't. So what you need to do is go to chrisannhall.com. Christian will put it up on the screen below. Go to chrisannhall.com and go to the shop and get our book, Sovereign Duty. Okay. Sovereign Duty will teach you in writing. Plus, there are over 180 citations in the back of the book. I give you all my research. So if you run across 
some some pundit, some professor, some politician that tries to tell you that I'm lying to you or that I'm teaching you something that just isn't so. You can go to the sources. They're all original sources. I don't deal with anything other than original source. So they're not going to be interpretations of somebody's sayings. They're going to be actually the sayings themselves. And you can learn what I'm telling you is the absolute truth. I want you to question what other people say. I want you to question what I have to say. We should never just believe people. See, that's part of the problem that brought me here today. Part of the problem that brought me here today is people watching conservative news programs and platforms and walking away and thinking they're actually learning about the Constitution because we trust those platforms. Look, we give you educational tools here. This is in-depth study. This is all of our programs right here. But I don't ever want you to believe what I'm telling you. I want you to go and be your own scholar. And that's why I'm always careful to give you everything that we're doing. Everything that I'm teaching you, I'm giving you those resources. So if you run across some professor like Kermit Roosevelt here at Penn State who says, oh, that uh, we don't look at the Constitution before the Civil War and we and, and, and please don't read the Federalist Papers. So if you run across a nincompoot idiot like this dude, you have a foundational education that will help you and help others combat what this guy says. So I want you to be able to go to our platforms, go to who we are and what we do and learn how it all works. Education is the key, guys. Revolution is not the solution. The solution rests in the peaceful, powerful tools that our founders put in our hands. Look, guys, I, I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart and the depths of my soul. Those who are crying revolution dishonor our founders. They did what they did, life, fortune, and sacred honor. They did what they did so we wouldn't have kings, so we wouldn't have to go to revolution. They did what they did so we would have everyday, powerful, peaceful tools to control government. But it has to begin at the local level. You know what, if you just forget about the federal government for a while, and you concentrate on having a local, constitutional local government, a constitutional sheriff, a constitutional state, all of the things that I'm telling you right now will be possible just like that. Well, the solutions are not complicated. They may not be easy but they are not complicated. And I'll end by saying, uh, by, by giving you what Samuel Adams would tell you right now. 
He would say, no people tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He said, on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. You and I, we have to get educated. You and I, we have to know the foundation of liberty. We have to know the foundation of our constitutional republic. And we have to know the, the tools that our founders put into our hands by declaring us a constitutional republic and not a kingdom. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the Chris Ann Hall Show. I hope you enjoy our new platform. We're going to be using this a little bit more. Make sure you leave your comments below. Look, guys, when you like, when you share, when you leave your comments, it's the only way other people actually know we exist. We are so incredibly shadow banned. By the way, those of you who are asking, I am still not back on Twitter, okay? Still not back on Twitter. But those of you who are watching, please leave your comments, share and like, because we are so heavily shadow banned that if you don't put the information out there, the other people don't know we're existing. And I'll just say, Newsmax, I won't charge you a dime. I'll come on and, and help you help your audience understand the Constitution, O-A-N-R-T, Anybody out there, I will help you. Joe Rogan. I can see, I'm looking at two guys right now that would totally flip out if I was on Joe Rogan and got an opportunity to actually explain how the Constitution is supposed to work. Two big fans here, guys. Two big fans. And you, your people out there, your people that you listen to on a regular basis, Tell them, hey, Chris Ann says she'll be your constitutional teacher. I'll do it. Just like that. No more guessing, no more settling for somebody who might or might not know. I'll bring it to you. You can ask me questions. I'd be happy to help. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Big thank you to Christian behind the panel. Big thank you for Colton for helping us get all of this set up. And we will see you on next time when I talk to you about how the states and the governors, and I don't care what you said, I actually heard a conservative person that I really respect say, well, the governor's hands are tied. They can't do anything about the border. Guys, that's absolutely not true. So on our next show, you got time to share this one and get other people watching. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Music. We're on Rumble. We're on DLive. We're on Twitch. We're on Facebook. We try to do it on Instagram Live as much as we're able. All of these platforms get everybody to sign up and follow and get notifications. And the next time, I will prove to you unequivocally, without a doubt, the absolute complete power and duty of the governors and the states to defend the borders. Hey, I even challenge the libertarians out there who are open border people. Come on and listen, because I'm going to address that issue too. Thank you so much for watching us, and we'll see you next time. A voicemail on the church phone. The voicemail was from the New Mexico State Police. 
And the officer said that New Hope Revival Church is non-essential and must shut down. I knew I needed to connect with the sheriff. I knew it was the chief law enforcement of the region. I remembered uh, it, getting to attend a, a, a Chris Ann Hall uh, seminar in Albuquerque. And, and she had talked about the, the, the Shire Reeves. And I said, listen, I want to know if you'll stand for God rights. And he looked me right in the eyes and he goes, Pastor, I will defend you even if it means I got to go to jail myself. 